Tongue in Cheek podcast. I'm Ilana. I'm Dina. And today we have the most amazing special episode. We have a very special guest, Zachary Ross, creator of Bravo. Oh my God, Instagram. And we are so excited to break down the Real Housewives of Potomac, the big fight with Candace and Monique. We're also going to discuss the revelation that Ashley and Michael have an open relationship. Also going to Karen's life and her relationship with Ray and the struggles they're going through, as well as just breaking down all things in the Bravo Liberty Housewives universe. So let's get started. We are just so excited. Hi. Hi. Good, how are you? Good. We're so excited to have you on. I'm so excited. Could you just give yourself a little introduction for our listeners so they can get to like know you just a little bit better? Yeah, of course. Um, My name is Zach. I run BravOOO. MG on Instagram. We also have a Twitter, same username. Um, yeah, I just create fun Bravo memes, maybe a little shady, because you know <laughs> it's fun to be shady. Um, yeah, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> How I got started? Um, I was talking about it with my friends. I have this Bravo group chat. We call ourselves the Bravo Bitch Brigade. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I was talking with them, and I'm like, you know, I really kind of want to start a meme page because at the time I was at work and it was really slow. I wasn't doing, I was take. I work in a call center. I'd take phone calls. I'm like, I'm not doing much. Why not start a meme page while the phones are down and I'm waiting. <laughs> and at first I started just for fun. And then I realized this might be something. And slowly within a year and a half, I have now 20,000 followers. That's amazing, but I do think you make the best memes. And the thank best, you. Like everything I'm thinking is usually what you are posting. <laughs> That's what and, I do because my mouth is like verbal. It's just all up there, and I want to get it out. Dina and I are honestly sending each other your memes all day, and there's a lot of oh my god, I just sent that to you between us because they're so funny and so like on the nose of what we are thinking and saying ourselves. And it's also a great resource for information because sometimes she and I will be like, Oh my god, did you hear this? And you know, you've already put it out there, and it's just we really enjoy your perspective and you're so funny and it's nice when you actually have someone who's genuinely funny but also knowledgeable about you know everything happening because sometimes you'll see memes where you're like well that's not really what happened so right. it's great love it so much well thank you that's so sweet and i am also a useless i have a lot of useless facts in my head <laughs> not just about a bravo about pop culture in general so it's very um, all up here. And I figure, why not share it with the world? We're so glad you decided to share it because <laughs> all that information is all we care about. <laughs> I think it's all I care about too. 
You're speaking though to your tribe because the reason Dina and I even started this podcast was because we'd be talking to other people about Bravo things and like correcting them on information and and mm-hmm. going deep diving into things when that was not their intention or their commitment to the conversation. <laughs> and we're like, we need an outlet. <laughs> I know that feeling well because I have a lot of friends who like they'll like watch maybe one episode of New York here and there, one episode of Atlanta. I'm like. I watch them all and I watch them all multiple times. Like right now I'm in the middle of rewatching New York and Bethany gets married. Oh my God. You're dealing with so much right now. We literally sat in the beginning of quarantine and it was everything. It first of all gave me a new obsession with Bethany, but Mm -hmm. second of all was just like the most, therapeutic way to get through quarantine that you could ever ask for. Rahoni just brings it. And then we deep dive oh, the ever so after afterwards. Cause we're like, oh God. <laughs> I like I watched the wedding episode last night. And uh, even though I know their marriage was is toxic and there's first of all they were married for two years and she just said two weeks ago and watch what happens live, they're still married. It's eight crazy. years now. And Andy looks so crestfallen when she said that. Like, I, right. I, mean, I guess he didn't realize. So he just was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought she would have said, oh, it's settled. By, like, I think they just like the drama between each other. Yeah, I do think something. he does it, like, almost to have a power over her, especially oh, when you watch, like, Bethany Ever After, because I, when I was watching it, I even went in and I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll see something different, like, maybe there's a way that there was a connection between them, and they're so opposites, and every time, like, I feel like they're trying to relate to each other, especially on that show, you would just see their disconnect. So it was yeah. so obvious that his anger was going to get more and more intensified. Yes. And so yeah. he doesn't have to like press her buttons. Yeah. Right. It's, ew. but I, even though I know, like I said, no, it's toxic. When they got married and said, I do, I still cried like a baby. <laughs> At weddings, I always cry, but it's, even though, even the bad ones, like, <laughs> I think I cried more out of laughter when she was peeing in her wedding dress. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that like really was because my wedding, you know, was sort of nothing like that, but it was sort of there were moments like that. And I was sort of like, not that I was pregnant or anything, but where you just have this really awkward moment in your wedding dress where it's too late for anything to happen and yet a lot has to happen. <laughs> and I really appreciated how dick she was <laughs> I mean that's the stuff you never see when they have the wedding day shows TLC is not about to show that <laughs> oh really I'm shocked <laughs> with Rahoni do you um do you like that Leah is officially back I did notice that you yes. did a meme where you pointed out she took out housewives off of her um caption and it's still not there yeah I checked this morning it's not see well, the first person you noticed it was Bravo Historian. I saw her stories. And I'm like, no, this can't be true. Because I'm like, she had, I think, one of the best seasons a first-time housewife has ever had. It was a, like a, I don't think I've seen so much audience support for one new housewife that unanimous ever. I mean, there are people who don't like her because not everyone's going to love everyone. No. But I don't think... I've seen so much support for one housewife, if that makes sense, after one season. And 
I, 90% of the people I talked to loved her because she kept it so honest. And also she held Ramona to her shit, which I loved. Do you think because of COVID that she had like sort of a different opportunity for fans to, to like sort of connect with her um, more than maybe if people were sort of kind of going about and watching week by week in a different way? Oh, definitely. Because it's like COVID changed our opinions on everything. Like for Vanderpump Rules, you know, last season, Stassi, Schroeder, and Kristen were like the most amazing people in the world now they're well they are horrible they're fired <laughs> they were always I mean, like like that like and james kennedy everyone hated now everyone loves him i know i love james i do love james though i always loved james though. <laughs> <laughs> i liked him too but most people didn't enjoy him and now everyone is like it's just how covid changes everything it's crazy and like because i think we're all stuck in our homes the only thing we can do is watch tv and like people's bad habits we don't like like Ramona and they're calling the, the guy the servant on the trip and <laughs> it's like it boils over your head so quarantine definitely has something to do with it and Metamic definitely has something to do with it I I have to say though I thought Leah was on like I think she's great TV I'm really fascinated by Bunny and Sarah and the whole like, mm-hmm. sort of dynamic but I, I felt like, especially after Tinsley left, that she almost felt like she was on the wrong show. Really? What do you mean by that? I, it just felt to me like this sort of young lady with a bunch of her kind of crazy uh, as opposed to like there was something that sort of glued them all together. And I know that production hooked up Tinsley and Leah, but they actually genuinely became friends. So you could see that on screen that they had like a connection and their lives would have also been more in like similar places in terms of lifestyle and interest and things that they're looking to achieve and find in their life. Whereas, you know, someone like, you know, Ramona, is certainly in a very different place, even if they both have daughters, you know, then someone like Leah, that it's not surprised that she's sort of remommying her and and, and (laughs) seeing her as a, as a, as a daughter figure, because that is sort of not just the age difference, but the like life placement difference. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm hoping either they bring someone else in that sort of can be that connector again to sort of make it sort of harmonious. Or I could even see her having her own show. Like she, to me, is very entertaining. So I think like, I would love to see something, you know, uh, you know, the sweet life of the McSweeney's perhaps. (laughs) Oh, I love that name. (laughs) Um, I agree with you after Tinsley left. But I know Bravo is now more focused on diversity, thankfully. Yeah. Because the, let's be honest, the show for, the channel for many years has been very white. Yeah. And one of their, like, I'll say one of their best shows, Married to Medicine. People don't watch it. Potomac people don't watch. My favorites. Potomac and Married to Medicine are, like, the best ones. Go! Oh, my God. They're the best. Atlanta, Potomac, Married to Medicine. I don't really like Medicine LA, though. I like it. You, it has to grow on you, but Marriage Medicine Atlanta is gold. gold. Amazing. Yeah. But what they're doing now, because I know um, they're testing Alicia Quarles 
who is a reporter for the Daily Mail. She was um, a reporter for E News. Is they're what? testing her for Housewives. We don't know if she's going to be for New York. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they don't know if she's going to be a friend or if she's going to be full time because it. Their Bravo is being very cautious now, especially with pandemic. You have to bring what you're going to bring, and then they'll give you either full time or friend of. But okay. Interesting. So wait, did you hear this is kind of switching over from New York to Beverly Hills, but about mm-hmm. Erica maybe being then demoted? Oh, to the I'm friend. not shocked. Same. I'm, I couldn't get rid of her. I've been saying this the whole season on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's been us nothing since she's came. Like, we don't know more about her son. We don't know more about her husband. He didn't even mm-hmm. go to the, to the Broadway show. Like, come on. I really want to know why they have, like, such a strained relationship. We don't know anything really even about her emotional content, except for mm-hmm. great clapbacks, like when she snapped at Kyle about, you know, thinking she was her friend when Kyle said that she has no friends. <laughs> yeah. Moments like that, but she doesn't give us anything. And no. she was way too... To me, this season, I felt like she changed her entire persona and was just this sort of sheep to Kyle and Rinna. I see that, but she's also been friends with Rinna since season, since her first season. They've they've slowly grown closer. I, because you've seen it over the years. I mean, they're a cute friendship, but I agree. I think there was a lot of potential, especially when she's called. Vanderpump a sniper from the side which right. is beyond true and I was like oh I have potential and also her fashions are amazing amazing, amazing. like that my Art. favorite is that red leather pleather like that thing oh, in that Germany latex? which yeah the yeah. latex with the bang oh that was my favorite and the Moschino um confessional I was gonna say the Moschino was my was like I just looked for it every time I saw it I think Erica is such a star, so that's why it's so, I think, disappointing, especially to mm -hmm. me, at least over the last two seasons, that I feel like we've almost gone uh, not like a real image of her. Like, we're getting kind of of what she's kind of created, and I would love to get to know her more because, like, when she's with her friend, oh, my God, what's his name? Her stylist, her creative director. Mikey Minden. Yes, they're the cutest people when they're together. And mm-hmm. you get to see Erica in such like a different light. Like I was deep diving Beverly Hills and during quarantine, I rewatched like every single episode and I found a love for Erica that was so strong. So then seeing her kind of this season and maybe because I also didn't yeah. care for the whole Denise thing, like what was happening, Ugh. like I found it disappointing. I I agree. It's just, she's been on a slow decline since like mm-hmm. Pantygate. Yeah. Really? <laughs> and most Beverly Hills <laughs> since Panicate. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but, and I will say this. I'm going to go back and say Panic. It's true that we get, because Beverly since Hills. Was, she's been down <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, but what I, I will like the way what I will say about Beverly Hills is that overall, once Brandy slapped LVP, you knew she wasn't coming back. Yeah. In season five. Then after Brandy left, the show has been on a slow decline. I agree. Because Brandy, 
was that like Bethany said when she first started New York, they wanted her as the question character. Like you don't know what she's gonna say. And she yeah. was okay with that. Brandy for Beverly Hills is that question. Cause she could have two drinks and she could slap you or she could make out with you. <laughs> well, the thing is about Beverly Hills is, and it's probably true to the, the city itself, but like it's a cast that's so controlled. Like they take themselves mm -hmm. too seriously. Drink, they don't party. They're not let loose. They're not witty. They're not any, they're the exact opposite of New York. So yes. because of that, you need a, a fire starter, like a Brandy, to kind of mm -hmm. love to hate. The shock value gets them out of their heads and out of their comfort zone, and they're actually reactive. And Rinna, to me, tries to do that, but you can feel that she's producing herself. Yeah. You know, I think there's also too many actors and former actors on the show. So you've mm -hmm. not got people who... Um, are unaware. Like, I think it's actually better to not have people who already have like a public persona on the on the chain, because I think you get people who are really eager to put themselves out there to get sort of a fan base. I agree with that to an extent. Like, I think Kyle, the first season when Kyle joined, because she was an <sighs> actress, but she wasn't like a big, well-known actress. Like, yeah. she, Lisa Rinna, even though she has a she has a name. Denise Richards has a name. Garcelle Bouvet. And I love Garcelle. Don't get me wrong. And Lisa Rinna is my fa all time favorite housewife. But I get where you're coming from when you say she is producing herself because she is. She's trying. To, she's earning that paycheck. Yes. Yeah. That's a beautiful and, job when she's earning it. <laughs> yes. She's even said like Rinna is her housewife's persona. Whereas mm -hmm. Lisa is herself. And I right. get it, but you can't have like a cast of it. Like you said, Kyle, first season. Kyle, first and second, maybe even up to like like the beginning of fourth, where she was very raw. You know, you had the relationship with mm -hmm. Kim there exposed. And then you also had like Mauricio and her. When that happened, I feel like she shut down after that. Yeah. And I think we got a much more regulated almost version of her. And ever since then, she's not been good TV, in my opinion. I agree. It's, it's that's what I remember when New York was renewed for season five. They were worried that that's that's why they did the big cast shakeup, because they were getting too like okay, I'm reading the stories. People don't like me, so I have to do this now. They were changing themselves, and I think the shakeup it took a I think it took a couple years because it was a little awkward. Yeah. It was a good season, season five. It was a little awkward, but good. <laughs> but it took a couple years. And now with Teddy being fired, Denise quitting, Erica, actually Erica, I don't think is coming back. Oh. Because she I'm got okay. offered a friend and then she supposedly did, turned it down. So that's three housewives gone. And I think they could do a little more shakeups. Like, I mean, I think the cast, I think they needed to promote Sutton to full time. Yes, I agree. Yes. That's it. And then maybe get more of Sutton's friends, like Rich, yes. who are diverse, or some of Garcelle's friends. Yes. But, and then I, I heard a report, though, that Allie Landry, they're in Yes. I, I reposted something about that today because um, I literally said it in the last podcast that that's who I thought Garcelle, I was saying I was hoping they were going to ask Garcelle for any mm -hmm. of her you know, her friends and take friends through her. And we only got like one episode with Ali Landry and she's such a sort of 
interesting enigma because she like kind of sort of less so than Garcelle, but she sort of has a name in Hollywood and all this stuff, but she doesn't really mm -hmm. have presence where you know that anything about her. Like, and but she, she, didn't Mario Lopez like cheat, cheat on her? her. Yes, with his that's current all wife. I know about her. Yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> like, I, and she was so pretty. Right. That's what. That's what everyone knows. That I know. And like the reason when Garcelle joined is because she wrote that petty ass letter to her ex husband's CAA, which is a huge casting agency or um, talent agency. Huge, and she put him on blast. I'm like, this is why she deserves to be on on Housewives. Wait, when did she do that? How did I miss this? This was, was years like, ago when she was like in 08. Oh. She found out her husband cheated on her. And this is my petty self would do this too. She <laughs> sent him an email and put him on blast. I love that. Did she, I do like, too. Like, didn't she CC like his bosses? Everyone, not just his bosses, the entire yeah. company. Oh, yeah, because I remember printed in like one of the rag mags and I just like loved it. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, it's so good. And like, she works like she's been in like before the day before um she was in the announced that she was a housewife oddly enough i watched spider-man and guess who popped up to my screen Garcelle. she was in the new one the with the really cute guy tom holland oh yeah he played the mom yeah. and i've seen that and i totally forgot that's the only reason i remember I'm like oh really so funny. She good for her though, because she's had one of those careers where she has been able to work for a really long time. Yeah, and that's hard. No, I'm she, so excited to see her this the upcoming season because she gave us glimpses of Lisa Vanderpump vibes with how she was calling out people, and I want to see what there's gonna go next year. And I love the way she was very unapologetic. My favorite moment of the reunions was when they were calling her out for not going to see Eric on the show and they like first she said one excuse then she said another and they're like so that's what you're gonna say and she's like yep uh -huh. <laughs> not changing her to it she's like she reminds me of a mix of her LVP and Nini if that makes sense yeah because Nini yes. is very like not cur not current Nini that got fired old school Nini that was like, I don't want to answer you. I'm not going to give you an answer. That's how I feel. Yes. I love that. And I totally agree. Oh my God. And your but meme about her being in the hotel room. I was <laughs> the same thing. I, I watched the whole video on YouTube and I was like, if, where is she? And who is that girl walking past her and everything? Well, she was at Peter Thomas's, you know, Cynthia's ex-husband's birthday in Miami. And oh. she was staying at a hotel. But I'm like, thinking why don't you film it in your hotel room then <laughs> not the hotel lobby <laughs> maybe the hotel was that nice uh, lobby maybe. was pretty it does not like very pretty if we can all remember the closet oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she doesn't like your closets <laughs> you know in the, in the name of kim kardashian i will say that i do think there's something to be said about not showcasing all your bits I get that. Like Luann says, she, you will never see her bedroom or her bathroom. Oh. Yeah. The only time they showed her bedroom is in season seven when the guy 
was sleeping in Bethany's room and on this cast trip, and Heather oh, yeah. and Carol just barged in. She was half. Did you tell she was half asleep? What did you did you listen to Heather's podcast with Carol? Not Maxie yet, but I got it? the um I got the details. Like yeah, it's so good though. I listened to it, and their tea is just piping hot. Oh, it is because it's so true. Like, it doesn't surprise me that they brought drugs. Not it's at New all. York. I think I can give you one guess who I think brought the drugs. <laughs> and she likes Pinot Grigio a lot. <laughs> I, that's who my guess is. I pin it down on somebody. She's so frenetic and like I do this and Avery and Mario and Cookie and Avery and Mario and Cookie. And it's like <laughs> the one person I had to guess. <laughs> I could see that, but also Sonia. I mean, yeah. before they end two for one martinis at burger heaven i think they're gonna pop in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you'd be wrong oh, um, I, love <laughs> I love oh, Tanya was, too oh god it's see I'm, i miss um heather and carol on that show actually I'm are like, you a rad i I was until her last season. Me too. She it got very dark for Carol. So dark, and the same with Dorinda oh. this season. I felt like both Carol and Dorinda. Yeah. Where I had a love for them, they kind of came in their last season. And I was like, oh, things have gotten really dark, and I didn't notice. Well, it was yeah. Carol's one of her last summers, so you know. Well, I have, like, yeah. Yeah, and she was winding down, but I do think. <laughs> now when she like tweets like the thing she said like oh i'll never get tired of being right the but i don't know i was just like oh my god like get like, over it uh in the show and you're over the show and you weren't happy with the show stop mentioning the show like or you know in the yes like mention it all i want to like reverse that for carol you know what they mean like i kind stop i kind of feel like that with bethany like she quit the show because bravo wanted her back I know. They were expecting her to film this last season, and she quit the day of. And she's but tweeting about and retweeting how awful the show is without her. One thing I will say about Roni, this season it was a little off. I saw this tweet, and I put it on my page. They lost one of their longtime editors. He passed away. Yeah, he did. And he was like an editor, I think, from season one. So, and he was an integral part of the show. So they're kind of trying to find their footing, which I get, it makes sense. Um, but that's why I think the season was off. And then Bethany also tweeting about it didn't help, you know? I, agree. I mean, I do always miss Bethany on the show. I think she just is such an icon and how she's able yes. to interact with all these women. Like I felt like this season, especially when it came to sort of Dorinda when it, and Tinsley, like I felt like if Bethany was there, a lot of the stuff, like Bethany would have shut it down. Yeah. The other girls I felt like didn't know how to react. So it would be really awkward and kind of laugh along and then later be saying how what Dorinda said was really wrong. So I do sort of miss Bethany, but I agree with you. I, I miss Heather. And I kind of miss that season with Heather, Carol, Bethany, like all of those dynamics that were happening. That was such mm -hmm. a good season. Well, one I, of the things I hold against Bethany and Leah is that 
Leah is no Bethany because Leah can kind yeah. of be the voice of reason when she is like in her interviews. But if you see her in the moment, she's not. And she also doesn't hold on to her convictions. At the reunion, I was very put off when she said to Luann that she didn't think Dorinda ever said anything um, underhanded. And then Dorinda was like, well, yeah. I did. She's like, yeah, yeah, you did. It's like either like you can't have someone's back so much that you don't have your own sense of morality. And that yeah. was something I loved about Bethany. Like whether someone was her best friend or not, she had like a strong sense of what she felt and she oh, wasn't- Oh, she would call them out regardless. Yeah. yeah, I really love that. And I just don't feel like Leah's giving us that and people keep calling her like the new Bethany. And I don't think she is because I think she's sort of like a Bethany and Dorinda baby. I agree with that. That's good because Drinda with the drinking and yes. Bethany and her and Bethany are very quick. Yeah. That's and why also, Bethany works because they're quick in her wit. Yes, yeah, so quick. Yeah. But I don't um, like with Leah the like because I really liked Leah in the beginning. What I found like later in the season, what I just personally I felt like she has this arrogance and this this kind of attitude like she's been there for so long. And I feel, you know how Sonia used to say, like with the OGs, you have to kind of like earn yeah. your that place. And she's so comfortable already. And maybe mm -hmm. it's because she is, Bethany did choose her. I did think she blends. I've never seen a housewife who really has come into a season and is completely like mold so well with them. But I yeah. also think she would have a bit of a... I don't not like a gratefulness, but something to show that she realizes like she hasn't been there since the beginning. Like when they said she was officially coming back, she answered, I've mentioned this a few times, but she did answer it by saying like, she still has work to do on the show. And I didn't mm -hmm. for that comment. I, <laughs> she has like a little arrogance, I think after this yeah. season, cause she was, and I love her. She was received very well. And I think arrogance, a lot of times it, it might, come back to bite her because a lot of times housewives they can get they can have a great first season and then the second or third season is when they get a big ego usually and they have or they have a horrible edit yeah and it kind of brings them crashing down it does well, think of the first season like someone walking into a like a hug and then the second season is that hug turning into someone pushing them as far into the wall as they can. <laughs> That's a good analogy, actually. <laughs> Very good analogy. <laughs> and I think with Leah, you know, like there were just a few moments, like at the reunion, there were a few things she said, not just the comment about Dorinda, but like right in the beginning when she was calling out Ramona. And I didn't even totally disagree with her, but it was like her tone and her way of expressing herself was so like sort of I'm the voice of, of everyone. And that's where I really saw the difference between Bethany because Bethany wasn't kind of claiming to be the voice of everyone. She was the voice of herself yeah. and how she felt. And it just happened to echo, I think the majority thoughts. Whereas Leah I felt like was speaking like as if she had the wider, more like kind of universal understanding that clearly no one else had you know what i mean that's what kind of goes yeah like, ah, don't be that person right that it's ego all ego and mm. i mean i agree because i think most people agreed with leah when it came to ramona this season like 
Ramona Singer is a horrible person. <laughs> we all know this. She, like the servants comment. <laughs> oh my God. Like she would have called <laughs> them, said, are you guys the staff? That would have been 3000 times better. But are you the servants? Your servant, it's like, oh God. She's like your racist aunt that you just want who embarrasses you and say, shut up, Aunt Ramona. <laughs> it does make great TV. Like when she just kept saying she's got to pee. <laughs> and then she poops. Little, little <laughs> turdlet. Too much. There was too much poop. It scared the shit out of her. That's made me so happy. <laughs> No, but speaking though of a bit of shit of, of shady, <laughs> or shady things, what did you think of the watch? What happened live with Hannah? I mean, not with Hannah, with Malia and Sandy. I was so disappointed. Oh, I so was disappointed too because they filmed it before Tom and Malia broke. Well, they filmed it right after Tom and Malia broke up, and after, and before Sandy said that Malia is gay. I have my thoughts on this because I am an openly gay man. I've been open since, I don't know, for the last several years. The one thing, and especially since Sandy is gay, this really just, this really disgusts me that she did that because it, it's someone's own personal journey when they're ready to come out. If it's when Malia is 50 and she said, wants to come out and she feels comfortable, that's amazing. You can't, you should not out someone. I agree. It's, it's disgusting. And this season, Sandy lost a lot of credit for me. Like a lot of mm -hmm. um, respect. And that sort of seal put, was the nail in the coffin. Honestly, do the thing. Do you think that Sandy was being honest when she said the cameo was sort of chopped up in a different way? Or do you think that that was just kind of her trying to save face. I think she was trying to save face because I, for my birthday, my parents got me a cameo from Sonia. What yeah, are they friends? <laughs> it was great. I freaked out and I loved it. But what I know about cameos is you can re-record yourself. And I looked at the video, there were no, it didn't look like there was any edited parts in it. Maybe I think Sandy was using a filter, but that's that's it. I mean, you use a filter, that's fine. Like it looked very smooth. Yeah, I agree with you. I've watched the video a few times. It looks really smooth, and even at one point, I think Sandy said it was a joke between Malia and her, which did not make sense because Malia had just posted the video saying, you know, it's no one's business whether or not like she is um, gay and like if, if she's right. gonna say it, like she'd come out, you know? But that was after the fact. So if Malia was in on this with Sandy, why would then she, as a joke, which I don't even get why that was funny. Like it's what? It's not. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like the whole thing was so weird. And I thought Andy had such an opportunity at the beginning of the Watch What Happens Live to literally say, you know, this just happened instead of him bringing up the breakup. It was so weird to me. I kept waiting and like, well, I think so that's because they filmed the Watch What Happens Live before the video went viral. Oh, I, oh. Yeah, I so that's why he didn't bring it up because he didn't know about it. But I think Sandy has like a crush on Malia. Like, I, oh, definitely. I think Sandy's married or, or did she get She's dating, um, this, she's dating a woman 
She's been dating her for the last couple years. Okay, yeah. So I knew she was hooked up with someone, like, for a long-term thing, at least. And I think, like, so I'm not saying that she has the type of crush on her where she would necessarily, like, pursue it. But I think she definitely... Like a puppy crush. Yeah. Yeah. She has, like, a feeling towards her. And I think you could see this whole season, her, like, lack of having some sort of, you know, distance and all these other things that she would typically have with the cast. She is so much more on TV, and I think part of it was just her wanting to get airtime, but I really think, like, her support of Malia does not make sense. Like, what she did where, um, with Tom and Malia sharing a room where she kind of took her radio and, and mm-hmm. called one, or what she did when Rob confronted Malia about, you know, her being nasty to him, and she she just sort of sat there and was like, I don't want to get involved, but here's my opinion. Listen to your superior. Right. Like, she blindly sort of seems to support Malia. And then in the last episode where she told Malia not to support Tom, I was like, okay, this to me, I'm 100% certain you have feelings for this girl because oh, definitely. you're telling her don't support your partner like for no reason. Right. When she did the room thing, Captain Lee from the other below deck even mm-hmm. tweeted out that per protocol on boats, Bosun, um, Bosun is under chief stew. Yeah. No, and then on Watch What Happens Live, Sandy was like, he agrees with me. And I was, I was just like, that's not No. He does not he agree. He did not. Like, and, uh, and every time they actually ask, I've noticed Captain Lee, like, about Sandy, it's not that he's shady, but he never says that he would do anything the way, like, she does it. Right. Yeah. He's, um, well, they have very different ways. He's very sort of laid off until you really mess up. Yeah, she like he's the one type of guy who's he gives you enough rope to hang yourself. She well, is a very micromanager. Oh, no, she's the smother of all smothers. Yes, you know I, you know, working Dina and I both actually have worked in retail for a really long time, and one of the things that I always know is like sort of a trope of our like work community is that any client who comes in and says they're not going to be messy that they're going to be really Mm. quick you're they're so good at helping them is the person who's going to be the most difficult by the least and like take the longest and I feel like you know Sandy came in is like I'm not gonna be a smother I'm not gonna you know overbear (laughs) I'm not gonna micromanage and she said it so much so I was like okay so her thing is micromanaging yeah (laughs) Yeah, even Hannah said the first, I remember the first time they met Hannah, which we we talked about that too. The first, oh. when they first met Hannah, the first night, Hannah was getting overwhelmed by how aggressive Sandy was. Well, Hannah, I mean, let's just go right into it because yeah. Hannah broke apart this season in leaving us, not in I her I mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> I do too. I mean, it's like, I see I am on Malia's side for the Sandy thing with her claiming she's gay but that's the only thing I don't like Sandy I don't like Malia um because there was from season one of Below Deck the stew the second stew cat got caught by the chief stew Adrian yes um anti-anxiety medication that she didn't tell the captain and I posted a video on my Instagram. It's the same, this literally the same situation. Captain did not know about it. And she has anti-anxiety meds, which, is, I, which I can get as a huge federal or maritime law. That can be a big issue. 
but the way they handled it, Sandy fired Hannah instantly, and they had a relationship at that point, whether it was good or bad. And Captain Lee was like, well, that's okay. Thank you for letting me know. Or He was like very, you know, Funny. honest with her. And Sandy knows that Hannah has had anxiety attacks in the past. She had it for season three and season four. So Handy, Sanda, sorry, Sanda. Sandy. <laughs> yeah, Santa. Uh, Sandy, Sandy knows that this is a thing, and yet Sandy decides to fire her. I think Sandy was going into season five with a plan to get, once she got Bugsy on the boat, she, there was a plan in her head to try and get Hannah fired. I agree. I think Malia, I really do. I think Malia and Sandy had, I'm not necessarily saying production was involved or not involved, although I kind of think they were involved, but I think that they planned everything. The Tom, the Bugsy, the Hannah, all of it. I think that it was like, they got, you know, Kate Chastain left um, below deck uh, OG, and oh, I think they okay, want, I'm I'm like so sad she's gone. I I am loving chat room. I don't know if you're watching Me too. it. I just like just seeing her face makes me happy. Okay. But but I felt like in Below Deck Med, they kind of wanted to change that vibe from having like a snarky um, you know, like Fresh Stew or you know, kind of the uh, Chief Stew, sorry, and and having someone who like has a different energy. I think they wanted more of a bugsy type. And I definitely feel like it was a whole conspiracy, like bringing in Kiko, who they just made seem like stupid for Googling things. And then Tom's like, everyone Googles things. You know what I mean? Like they were constantly sort of trying to make excuses. Like you said, the volume when mm -hmm. the volume has already been a thing. And I had forgotten about that till I saw your post. And I had already felt like it didn't feel authentic just on the sense of, like you said, she's had a long history of having panic attacks. You know, I've had panic attacks many times in my life. Like those are things that are medicated. So it doesn't make sense that they would be unaware completely. And especially with production, right. everything, they obviously would have known too. And I just feel like Malia was sent in to be a little snake and, uh -huh. and do exactly what she did. Like they knew what she'd find. She knew she had Valium they showed it episodes before so it wasn't like she did it immediately out of the maritime law goodness of her heart she did it because she was ready to get messy right oh she's so messy and she was mad that hannah wasn't willing to switch rooms that's why she did it if mm -hmm. hannah switched rooms hannah would have been the chief stew the entire charter or maybe not entire not entire charter chart entire season Season. I think this gave Sandy her final reason to be like, hey, 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 I can fire her, like her evil, like, you know, her evil Disney life, like evil. Yeah, no, we completely agree. It's, it's just so I, disgusting, all that whole situation. It's it is, it's offensive. You know, there's been a few instances on Bravo right now, like with Leah and now, you know, we're talking with Hannah where uh, mental health has come up. Mm -hmm. And sort of poor management, I would say, of the people around the person and discussing it and in, in reacting to it, everything. And I really, 
don't like this theme. It's not, it's like to me, like for the same reason, it drives me insane when anyone ever puts like someone's sexuality like with Denise and like any time on a housewife where they try to say a husband is gay or, or not gay like I hate this kind of trope within the housewives and with the Bravo shows like outing someone is not a plot line to me and I don't care for it and it just gets me annoyed the same thing about mental health like I don't like that as yeah. a topic. I don't feel like they're doing it in a way like oh let's bring awareness and 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 help people have a a stronger voice on this topic they're doing it to be sort of nasty and I don't like that at all I agree but what I liked is after Leah's mental health issues came out she was the well, that's one thing I liked that she was honest with it said yeah I have I'm bipolar or you know I have to take medication for it that's the thing I like and Hannah even said yeah I have anxiety I, I think that's that part of it is a good conversation to have. I think, I agree the way they, that they went about it, like Ramona spreading it to the all the Upper East Side and Sandy firing Hannah for having a panic attack is yeah. wrong. It was so wrong. And like, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for the fact that Ramona, like the whole, I agree just completely. I don't think they should be talking about any type of mental health right now. And I, I felt like with the anxiety was what you said, it was just an excuse. There's no way that they fired Hannah for the pop pen or like this and that. So many people have acted from the chefs, like to different like stewardess, even some of Hannah's past stuff have been way worse than what right. we have seen in this little thing. And I felt like it was just so awful and dirty and you could see it. And I really hope at the reunion, Hannah gets to, Spread her voice. Chefs that were like monsters. What's his name? Who they put on a different show? Adam? Adam. Uh, he was like defiant to mm. a guest. Like who cares about their behavior when it affects the other staff compared to if it affects a guest? That's like their tip, their money, their raison d'etre. Right. And they literally did nothing. They gave him another show, but Hannah gets fired for, for literally taking care of her mental health. Like, please. I don't believe that, that was more I actually read an interview I I actually agree with this because it's a, still a regular boat Sandy has her captain's license you know Malia has boats and training Hannah has chief stewardess experience production I don't think wanted to fire Hannah mid-season yeah I think they probably would have I think this would have been Hannah's last season because she's pregnant anyway now but um they were they said they were not involved in the firing of hannah and they freaked out because they're like we don't have a chief stew and hannah the good thing about hannah is she brings drama yeah. to the show and to the cast that's why they liked her and that's why people liked they liked kate too on the other below deck because even though she she stirred it up and but was able to slowly back like that's why i liked her and also kate is very much like bethany very quick very witty yeah it's they yeah. need like that the chief stew for some reason needs to be the drama piece and if you look at the trailer for the new season of below deck it looks like a lot of drama is involving the new chief stew who's whatever her name is that's gonna be so exciting with Eddie. i know i'm very excited i think now is a great time to get into real housewives oh. of Oh, make and 
epic fight between Candice and Monique. That's Before we start, the world. Ask, yes, and I want to ask a major question to everyone. It's been on my mind in a big way. Do we think Ashley knew what was coming and went to the bathroom on purpose? Mm, well, I say I don't think she knew it was coming because remember she has her broken booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that needed to be tended to. I agree with you. I do think, and she did actually look, when she came back, she looked like, what the fuck just happened? Like, right. what's going on? Yeah. Like, I think Ashley is so amazing because she does have this way where she has such like a face of such innocence and she'll do all this shady stuff and come back with her big, beautiful eyes and be like, what happened? Like, what's going on? Because it's her eyes. She has those big eyes. It makes yeah. her look like, I did that? Oh my God. <laughs> to me, looks like a cartoon princess. Like, she's so mm -hmm. beautiful um, and it kind of has this, um, like photoshopped innocence, if you will. Yes. But one thing I, I will say. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Right, what were you gonna say? You go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that I do feel <laughs> that she purposely incited it. I don't think she thought that all hell was gonna break loose and Monique was going to be sort of taken over by some sort of I don't know, like WW whatever fighter. Um, but I definitely do think that she was like, let me just plant this little seed before I kind of tend to my booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> broken hole, I can't. I can't. I remember when she said that, when her, like, you said, my anus is, I'm like, what? <laughs> I had to rewatch that like three times. I couldn't believe she actually said that on, on national TV. No, and the way they all just kind of keep bringing it up, like it's something very <laughs> casual and like something you would really like have, like I'm not saying people don't have bowel concern for others, but the way they all just keep bringing it up, like just so casually, like the way in, in, um, in Rahoni with the poo every five seconds. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. we're going down in deeper levels with these women. Oh, very Real Potomac though is so honest about like, I forget the way she phrased it, but basically um, Karen, when they were up at the lake house was like, Ray's coming, I gotta clean my stinky cha-cha. Like, I don't remember exactly yeah. how she said it, but it was something to yeah. that extent. It was like, okay, thanks Karen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> I have to say this. If you are not watching Potomac, you are missing out on the best Housewives franchise currently. I agree. 100. It like, you're is, not a brown man. Right. It's like light years above Roni. I'll say that. Yeah. Because this, the what makes this cast work? The, first of all, this cast is gorgeous. It's a very, it's the most gorgeous Housewives cast I think there is right now. I overall. Um, and what makes them work is they're all very even. Like, they're all divas. But they know yeah. when to speak, when to let the other one, you know, it's a very even cast, which works. And I think also the fact that there are still four OGs five seasons in. Yeah. Is helping them. I agree. And all the very... bring it. Like they never stopped mm -hmm. because it's been a few years. Exactly. And Karen, my favorite this my favorite thing this season besides T'Challa, besides T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, he's a superstar. 
Oh, he's amazing. He deserves a he deserves a spot, a main housewife spot. Yeah. <laughs> what what are they holding cherry blossoms? He needs to hold some cherry blossoms in his beak. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Or a champagne flute in his beak. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Uh, but Karen just reading Giselle for her clothing. Yeah. And then after she's reading her, asking for a Tylenol. That was, that was my favorite. Honestly, that was my favorite interview this season. That, like, I rewound because I wanted to make sure I heard every drop of her shade perfectly. That was amazing. My favorite part of the season has actually been the editors. Yeah. Oh, they well, edited captions for T'Challa. Like, hey, yes, that's, well, that's what I was going to say. So I think, like, my favorite cast member this season has been production. Like, I uh -huh. love Jane. I love, like, uh, of the fourth wall and getting to see, like, all the interaction. And I love how funny they've been with T'Challa's uh, subtitles. Like, literally, this production team is the best production team across yes. the franchises and across, in my opinion, Bravo. They are the funniest and they are the most, um, to me, like, honest in capturing their, their wives. Although I do yes. feel like with Ashley and Michael, there are so many layers to their story. And I do think Ashley is very transparent to a certain degree, but I so want to know more about everything. Because her reaction, I mean, you posted an icon. I mean, not an icon, uh, like um, a meme about it. I completely agreed. It's just like yeah. the world's reaction would be such anger. And Ashley's almost like walking through oh. the roses. Yes. <laughs> I laughed when I saw that meme. I have to say that the was the Leonardo DiCaprio one. No, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Because <laughs> like it so summed up, I think what everyone watching the show was like, what's going on here? If someone told me my husband did that, I would be full like war paint rage against mm -hmm. him and what like the whole situation. And she is like literally like running do through do a coin. like it's. A, I think the punishment to Michael was them going for that dinner when he starts arguing, you know, with the producers, like he's done, he did it. And she's sitting there really coolly, like, like eat what her salad. I think she ate her salad while he was telling production that he's having like a mental breakdown about, oh, like he shared enough and everything. She's just mm -hmm, eating her salad. Yeah, she's like, like you're having a mental gross. breakdown? <laughs> yeah. You're having a mental breakdown? Like, really? <laughs> Like, not today, sir. No. Oh, Michael <laughs> is, oh, Michael. Uh, it, it, that, I think there's, there's something going on. They have a deal or something behind the scenes because it's just too, uh, who would stay? No. Why has she stayed? Well, that's why, though, just kind of jumping about around a bit, but that's why I'm so convinced that she purposely sort of laid, like, kind of, laid that grenade to blow up and then what left the room because it really did kind of kind of block everyone from discussing not just like on the show because on the show she's addressed it a bit but I'm talking about like in the sort of public no one was talking about his behavior no one has really brought it up it has all been the focus on Monique and Candace and all the drama that ensued during and after so I feel like she 
did want something explosive to happen because it benefited her so much. And she's so clever and good at creating drama. And she's mm -hmm. so that person. Like one of the reasons last season, I sort of struggled to fully feel bad for her when Candace was being such a bully was because Ashley's done that to literally everyone on the, on the cast. Maybe not oh, yeah. as like, um, in my opinion, you know, not having the flair for Renaissance disses and calling people wenches and whatnot, but yeah. she definitely like was after people. And oh, yeah. I, feel like okay well then I can't feel that bad for you for getting a taste of your own medicine from someone who is more aggressive at doing it but this season I felt like it was too much probably for her having I think this is the third season maybe the fourth where Michael's behavior it would have been the central plot line then yeah so this really saved her so it really makes me think that there was something purposeful in it I I don't disagree. I think on Housewives you have to be shady. You have to you have to plan. You have to calculate. If you don't, it's it's a part of Housewives culture. Mm -hmm. I do agree with that. But I think that did I think she would expect the brawl that would happen? No, I don't think she. No. I think she expected a fight. Yeah. But I'm gonna mm -hmm. say this about the brawl. Candace, cry color, cry baby Candace <laughs> has been asking for this for over a year and a half. Yes! Okay. Like, so, okay. Monique was ready to fight her when she was eight months that. pregnant. I know. Okay. okay, let me just, please, please. Okay. Dina and I have internally, outside of this podcast, been at war about this. And so, I'm so happy that you're on, like, my team on this. Because <laughs> when she said to Monique, do you want to drag me, quoting her from the season before when she said that when she was pregnant and also like sitting there kind of like mocking her after she mm -hmm. said so much and so hard to everyone and like everyone knows Monique really pops off. I mean, I will never forget the umbrella incident with Robin. And yes. I feel like even with the green eye bandits, the reason they're so like, oh, we're done with Monique now is because they never liked her in the first place. Like everyone's jumping on this bandwagon against Monique. And I think Candace is salivating over the fact that she kind of came out the victim and not the aggressor. When I actually think, I'm not saying Monique was right in her actions or that right. she didn't like, she didn't cross the bat line, but I don't think Candace is a victim at all. I think she really enjoyed it. On the car ride home, she's like, I'll go off as, you know, and say all these crazy shit, but like, you shouldn't be violent. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that point, but I'm not agreeing that that's okay what you're doing. Like, you knew right. that Monique was going to pop off. And Monique is under so much stress right now. I don't think she and Chris have the type of marriage, I'm not saying it's not an unhappy, uh, that it's an unhappy marriage, but it doesn't seem like she has the type of marriage where she has someone where she's can lean on. She seems like she's leaned on too. And so that's hard. Three kids and a needy husband mm -hmm. and T'Challa seems cool, but like she had to potty train him too. There's right. a lot going on. <laughs> I agree with that because Robin said something very, it said the same thing because when Juan was in the NBA, which totally makes sense, they are catered to. They are the star. You have to bow down to them. And then once Juan and Robin went through their financial issues, she said it woke him up, which 
one seems like a type of guy who wants to go to his kid, help his kids with homework, cook dinner. Like I remember two seasons ago, they were trying to be vegan, which was a lame storyline. Yeah. But <laughs> like he did the extra effort. Like Chris, hopefully they'll never have to experience the mon- monetary issues that Robin and Juan had. Cause I don't wish that on anybody. That's stress beyond stress. But I agree. It's Chris is very used to being, he's Chris Samuels. And now that she is, now that she is Monique Samuels in her own right, he probably has an issue with that. I agree. It seems like a lot of the men on this show, like um, Karen with um, Ray and then, Mm -hmm. which was just so tragic, like that, their whole conversation with the, um, wasn't a therapist, was it a life Life coach? host <laughs> yeah i thought that was one of the saddest scenes because I, I kind of didn't know yeah. it there in this season was sort of because i've just never seen her even be so vocal was kind of like more so putting it on for us like the way she at every single like place that they go to her event will take the microphone or whatever and be like so ray and i are having problems <laughs> so i'm not used to karen doing that like i feel like there are blues everywhere right so then when you see it and you actually see that Ray is like feeling all of that. And when he said he didn't even know if he loved her, I just felt so bad. And it all seems to be because now she has like a public, like, like she's a public Aura. now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause when, when she started the show, she was a stay at home mom. Yeah. And when Karen has a microphone, she does seem like she's about to go into a jazz song or a blues song. <laughs> but like her hand, totally. I feel like, it is genuine. I just think that she's not getting love at home. So she's trying to get love like from outside sources. It yeah. literally, when she said she wanted to take the mic off, that was probably the realest moment I felt we'd ever experienced with her. Like it didn't seem like that was her dramatic. I mean, I really think that she even maybe herself didn't realize. It was just like how- stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and overloading. I- yeah. And I was laughing a little bit in the scene as soon as I realized that her compromise to a therapist or a life coach was just having a radio host on <laughs> like in their, their living room. But then it just made me realize like the pain she must have been feeling was almost all the more wor- like worse for it because it wasn't a real person who can help them through it. It was just a right. person who's professionally good at you know, making you realize right. you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, uh, it's not like, like, they really, I think they need to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Even though they've been married yeah. for a long time, marriages take work, and I think he, Ray is sort of checked out. Yeah, so checked yeah. out. They need Mimi's psychologist. He's good. That was Charisse's psychologist. And also Giselle's, and I think Candace's. Yes. <laughs> He needs to find his way to Karen. I know. She's back in Potomac. He'll have an easier time finding her. And it's, oh, it's like crazy. <laughs> the psychiatrist that like, keeps on giving. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely watched I love like, um, when Jackie <laughs> pops up from Married to Medicine on all the different shows. Too. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I get doing Yeah, because Jackie um, was, gave, helped deliver Riley and blaze and yeah. she's eva's OBGYN. yeah and i just I love seeing her love seeing her 
her like in her real life practices of the housewives like now when people say she's a celebrity doctor you know who those celebrities are <laughs> mm -hmm. yes like oh she like really a celebrity doctor she did delivered a lot of the braxton you know like tony braxton and her sister's kids yes like a real star she is yes I love watching the Braxtons and seeing her on there as well. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, because we got to talk about the fight. Yes. So. Yes, let's get to it. Um, my theory, because I didn't, I wasn't going to record it and then do like a slow-mo, but I figured 20 million other people would do that. So why waste the time? And I was right. Because yes. there are about 20 other accounts that had slow-mos. And my friend, Face Reality 19 Yes, we, 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 we follow her. I, I, I sent that to Alana, even the play-by-play. -play. She did a really good, sorry, Face Reality 16, I don't know why I said 19. Um, she did a really good job at doing a slow-mo, like speeding it up and slowing it down. And you, you can, the person who escalated the fight was either Giselle or Robin. Yes. Yes. Because oh my God. the hand. Yes. It's the hand. Now, I heard it was Giselle, but then comments by Celeb, not comments by Celeb, who was it? I don't know oh, who okay. it's, I know what you're talking Robin. about. It's either Giselle or Robin. I'm not 100% sure who, but it was one of the two green-eyed bandits. Yes. Who yes. pushed her, who pushed her, but on one of the Bravo um, podcasts, they say it's Robin, but even the way they're Bravo did I really thought it was Giselle. So I am an I don't know. Listener. Daily Dish. Do you listen to it? Not all the time. So I always listen to it because I um, like to also listen to the interviews, of course, with the Bravo Labs, but I really like that they have the producers on as well. And one of the hosts, Eric, he actually does producing for some of the shows and the other host does um, as well, but he interviewed both Monique and Giselle and was part of the production team related to all of this. Mm -hmm. And he said it was Robin. And I personally believe him because when yeah. I first watched, I thought it actually because Candace reached towards like Monique's collar. And I thought it was Candace who actually pushed her because it, she was reaching. But then when I rewatched all the slow-mos after they said it was Robin who pushed, I realized because Robin was on the side of that side of her hand. So it looks mm -hmm. like it was Candace for a second, which is why I thought Candace did push her. But also I could see why Monique in that moment was totally lost it. Yeah. And also the broken glass in Candace's hand, it does seem to have hit, I don't think it was necessarily Candace intentionally going to hit Monique, mm. but I definitely think that's what cut her lip. So I don't think, like, people are trying to say on certain um, pages and things like that, kind of suggest at least, that Monique is totally fabricating this story, but she isn't. I could totally see, watching it and do see, why she has the perspective that she was more than just antagonized, like, that she was intact. Yeah, I think I don't think Candace is so innocent with the knife because this is the second time she's had something in her hand when she's gotten into a huge fight with last season and Ashley and the butter knife fight, which was one of the best housewives dinner parties ever, ever. because they were, because mm -hmm. Monique, the, my favorite part about it was Monique, like nine months pregnant, 
just chowing down while Ashley yes, and yes. Candace were about to rip each other's heads off. <laughs> I love but well, it. This show, though, has the best food moments. Nothing mm-hmm. made me laugh harder than T'Challa um, attacked Wendy at the lake house, and you see Candace in the background, like, first finish yes. eating and go to react. <laughs> oh, they like... <laughs> oh god, it was that was the best moment when he attacked Wendy. <laughs> um, but like in that fight with Ashley, she had the butter knife and she kept hitting it on the table. And then she had a glass. I think, which we didn't see, I think Candace it un- like slammed the glass on the table and threw it in Monique's face. I think Candace Mo- all Monique did was flip her hair, which is not, which is aggressive, but how do you go from flipping your hair to throwing a broken glass in someone's face? It's, Candace needs to be held accountable for the fact that she used a weapon. Monique was just using her hand, which can hurt people too. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying Monique was justified in any of this. It should not have happened because it's horrible fighting like this, but I don't think Candace is trying to play off the fact that she's innocent and she is not. But do you think that when, um, so when Monique grabs Candace's hair, because I saw it like this, but I have to rewatch it because I watched the slow moves a few times, but I still saw it like this, but maybe I'm seeing it wrong, was that when she's holding her hair, how I looked at it was that Candace had the glass, but was just kind of trying to just kind of throw anything at that moment to get her off of herself you you both think that she broke the glass and then yeah so Whoa. first of all Dia, may i say that you did see it wrong <laughs> <laughs> and second of all i will add to that that yeah because two highly intelligent people are telling you so <laughs> I didn't it like that like i really thought she would just get i do think i've always loved monique and i really like candace but i think when candace gets mad like she is insane and the way she goes yeah. after people i do think she needs to be held accountable like it's very scary i thought last year the way she reacted and then the way they kind of handled it i always thought was weird because anyone bringing a knife and acting like you know that's normal reaction it's not no it's not so like everything about that i thought they should have done something but with this fight i did feel like monique to me was very scary and i just felt like the reaction of her kind of going for the hair to me but now I realize because from Monique even saying it like she thought she pushed her so then she kind of went into attack mode right yeah I had originally thought it was Giselle kind of trying to get her not push her but now I think well I think that's uh, Robin or Giselle whoever did it that's what I think their goal was because they could tell Monique was getting intense I think they're trying to push her back to say okay back remember personal space back i don't think they were doing it i don't think they did it and thinking it would cause the fight yeah i think they were just what? like remind her to back up that's what i thought in though just throwing this out there i don't know that that's not true because now we've had three seasons and first may i say before i say what I really want to say. I think Monique is probably one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever looked at. And I think she's amazing. Her potty training ability. I have a new puppy and all I think every day is I'm here to help me out. I don't want to be a lazy mom. I just 
want to know all that she does. And I think she's wonderful. Having said that, she does have a temper and we've seen like three very now, including this fight, like real mm. kind of moments where she snaps, you know, to a point where people really need to hold her back. So I don't know necessarily that they didn't know what they're doing. Like first, Ashley makes the comment before she goes to the bathroom. Then Giselle is like, there's more going on between with you two be, j than just this. And like, I think they were trying to get heated from her. I don't think they were trying to get violent from her, but they were trying to get her to a point of anger and frustration. And I don't think it's hard to tell, I mean, just look at her hair this season, that she's in a low place emotionally. So mm -hmm. I just think, you know, between the bird that she has this real attachment to, the bad hair, you know, the marriage stuff that's going on in terms of the rumors, they're all pushing mm. her. Well, did you guys hear the new rumor that supposedly one of her kids isn't um, um, his, um, his child? Like somebody, they're spreading- It was Chase, no, Chase was supposed Chase. to be the one. That was the thing they said after Andy's bridal after Andy's baby shower last year. It was on. Wait, what, what was the thing? It was what? It was after Andy's baby shower. It was oh. Candace, Giselle, Robin, Sharice, and Karen all went to it. And Ashley, I don't think she was there. No, no, Ashley was. Ashley wasn't there, but she was at the baby shower. Um, they were all discussing how to take. Monique down because at that point Candace and Monique had their falling out and Giselle and Robin I don't think really like I think Robin does Robin I, she's been great this season with her you know walking into Karen's housewarming party with the three boxes of pizza <laughs> her tugging a beer with Wendy and her kid well their kids are playing in the bar in the middle of the day you know that's great but I don't think Robin has her own thought a thought in her own head no she just well, goes off with Giselle. Now she's woke up. <laughs> eh, sure. She's, I think maybe she's sleepwalking, but. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. It's like no, Giselle. She follows Giselle. I agree. Great. Giselle hated Monique from the get-go. I think Giselle did not like her. She said, no, actually I have four houses. Yes. So as soon as she realized she was someone to be reckoned with, Giselle was like, oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even rewatching, because we're rewatching those seasons right now, we're deep diving Potomac from the beginning. And um, it's insane the way that they, like Giselle was antagonizing her at her their first meeting, even told her to rap. And then when she rapped, all of the ladies are almost trying to be like, how did, how could you have done that? Why would you have done that in this setting? <laughs> Not in high school. They told her to do it. I was like, you guys are being so awful. And then the way they even said that Monique was dra um, was bragging at that point. And literally Giselle was trying to shade her and she just snapped right back. So, right. And it, like, in the interview, I love the way she was like, that season, I mean, <laughs> was like, Monique caught that real quick. Like, I love that. Karen loved her from the beginning for the exact reasons mm -hmm. Giselle had. <laughs> but I, that's, why, I, that's why they have a good friendship. Yeah, and I even like I like the after the fight that you could see Karen genuinely cared for both Candace and, and Monique yeah. in that like, she was running between the two and not in this sort of disingenuous way. Like she definitely wanted both of them to feel that she cared about where they were. Right. And 
Monique was still raging because she pushed James away and ran yeah. out the door. To another I love when she did that. When she ran, I was like, where is she going? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is she doing? Is she getting it? At first, I thought, is she getting in a jog or something? Then she probably spotted Candace and was like, she's still heated, obviously. She's like, I'm, you want to be dragged? I'm going to drag you. I think she really would have. I think she would have mm -hmm. had that opportunity. And when, she did. When Eric, the producer, was trying to get Candace in the car and she was like making it difficult. And I was literally like one of those people in watching like a scary movie and everyone's going into the basement and you're like, just stop going in the basement. I was kind of in my head like, Candace, get in the car. Like, do you really <laughs> want to waste that off on national television? This might air in Europe as well. Like, come on, go. Like, go. Right. The best thing about that fight, though, is her wig stayed on tight. So that wig line that she owns must be good. It really must be. Really, I agree with you. I was really impressed by it when she was back in the car talking to Chris. I was like, ah, oh, she looks great. How did that happen? I'm hearing Snooki in my head being like, I'm still pretty. I'm still pretty. Like Candace still looked very good. But to be fair, so did Monique. Monique looked unruffled yeah. as well. Still she only had like a little. Hair. Her face was swollen because she had the cut, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. she looked, they both look really good. Even like Candace, like that, those, that scene was just, I, it, it reminded me of season two, the country club in New Jersey. Yes, when you yes. did that, yes. I was like, it is that same energy. Mm -hmm. that, it also that. reminds me of when- um, I like me now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible Teresa. Or <laughs> right, I mean, I'm in Paris and now. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it also reminded me of New Jersey when the Joes were fighting. Yes. Oh, yeah. In season five. Yes. I just expected like a Melissa Gorga moment from one of them being like, stop. It was probably going to be Karen. <laughs> like, Karen did it. You. She kept saying, she kept screaming. We couldn't hear though. She kept screaming. Stop, stop, stop. Like she keeps screaming it in her Fendi I cape. Oh, I love that cape too. That cape oh was the hero of the fight to me, by mm -hmm. the way. I really felt like this episode was reflective of like the whole season. In one episode, we got the fight, we got the Ray stuff, and we got the mm -hmm. Michael and Ashley stuff. No other oh. franchise gives that even in a season. No, we got more than that too. Yeah, we got the Giselle's father's hot father. mic moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Jamal's kids. That was if this family Hills, we'd still be on like the pizza Robin delivered and everyone would be right. bitching for that about an entire season when Robin came to the party with the pizza. Like this is the best show on telly. Mm -hmm. This is what I say about the with New York and Beverly Hills. Really quick side note. I say if Lucy Lucy Gate happened on Beverly Hills or New York, it would be one third of the episode and then Sonia would probably show her vagina to the camera and it'd be, <laughs> it'd be done. The top three franchises, in my opinion, are Jersey, uh, Potomac. I'll, I'll give you my ranking of all of them in order from favorite to least. Yes, so excited. Okay, so number one, obviously, the Queens of Potomac. I agree. Then after this season, I would say New York and Jersey are pretty much tied. Then I would say Atlanta. Then I would say Dallas. 
And I would say tied at the bottom are Orange County and Beverly Hills. Okay, well, you have What? Well, for me, I am shocked. And Dina really? Well, I'll tell you, I know, I'm saying like, um, well, okay, I think I'd put Atlanta a little higher on my list because I just have such a love for Atlanta and I feel like they always really do bring it. But I agree about Beverly Hills and the OC. I think whatever's happening oh, yeah, in that's California, we need a shake up. Mm -hmm. I just well, think I think that, Kelly right, Dodd needs to be fired. Oh, yeah, but they're going to, they, I didn't, I heard that they're like re-editing stuff right mm -hmm. now. They delayed they, the, the season premiere a week, supposedly to try and edit out Kelly Dodd out of the season because Bravo is sick of her comments. Yeah. Everyone is sick of her about the BLM movement, about coronavirus, about like, I can't believe I used to go so hard for Kelly Dodd. I'm embarrassed to say that. I liked her too. Like there, were, I did find her in the beginning, like again, a little aggressive and she, I thought she could, she kind of came so much in people's faces, but then mm -hmm. I kind of like her. I do feel like during this last year, she has really, you know, gone down her. Yeah. Well, I mean, but don't be so hard on yourself. Your alternative was Tamara and Vicky. Yeah, that's true. But still, I would rather have Tamara and Vicky over coronavirus not believing Kelly, you know. It's insane. I totally agree with you. I'm sick of Kelly, too. She's just a little much, but I will say that I actually not in its inception i'm saying like since you, you remember when they had the twins on and and i can't think of um um her name was it um, amber amber oh that was the worst yeah. like that was the worst season i saw but i don't think they've actually fully recovered on jersey since that season and for me jersey went from my top my number one to being i would put jersey above Beverly Hills, like going through your list, I keep your list exactly the same. Atlanta would be my third. Yeah. And New Jersey would be above Beverly Hills. See, my thing for Atlanta is it's not, it's mine, it's fourth for me because Nene is so toxic. Like she's so negative. Not the early season Nene, the current one. It's like just, so like she you tell she does not want to be there she has no desire mm -hmm. to be there I yet she's can. still showing up i do feel what like is your her anger has, oh sorry what alana i was just saying what's your thought on kenya moore though kenya moore i like because kenya moore wants you can tell she wants to be there she wants to be in the thick of it nini wants to be like basically give me my paycheck i'm an og i deserve it Kenya, I think, especially when after she got fired and got a pay decrease on her next last season, now realizes I have to show up. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think I just always have a love for Nini because I mean, when I first started, I just, I loved her from the second I met her, but I do agree mm -hmm. over the last few seasons, like it's very clear, even though I want her here, she does not want to be here. And you see her anger. She doesn't, she seems like the women annoy her that she has to play a game and she doesn't really want to play it. And I right. do feel like Kenya does always bring it, but Kenya can be so mean to me. <laughs> I don't Yo, Kenya's, they're all very mean. Yeah. No, I like, think Nini doesn't want to be on the show I personally at least think it has to do with Kenya. Like, I think she oh, I'm sure. does 
to play with Kenya anymore. I don't think it's the game that she doesn't want to play. I think it's the game with Kenya. But I agree. That is true. Where do you think Salt Lake City is going to fall for you? Oh, I'm so excited. From the rumors I heard, I think it's going to be in the top. Because some of these rumors I heard, um, it, it's it very explosive. Can you share with us some of them? Some One of them I heard is supposedly they went... Because, you know, the first seasons, they don't go on, the, on, like, the glamorous cast trips. Yeah. Like, they go to Vegas. Like, this season, I think the cast trip is to Vegas. And Meredith, the jewelry designer housewife, supposedly oh, yeah. gets, like, injured on the, on the cast trip. Ooh. Like, mm-hmm. a fight or just from... Party? Like, a fight. Ooh. There's something wrong. Oh, I, I did not get happens. that from what you were saying. I was like, ooh, interesting. But now I'm very interested. Right. I mean, it's, and like the first trailer they released, I'm like, okay, this is not what I've heard. I'm very surprised. Then the second trailer looked a lot better. The extended. When I first saw the trailer, one of the things I, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't like, but I definitely didn't like attack, like get really attached to because it seemed to be like really um, playing up like the religions of all the women. And I understand mm-hmm. why Utah and there's a lot of associations in the States about like Utah and the Mormon culture mm-hmm. and they're showing that there are people who are, who aren't and whatever. But I sort of was like, okay, so is this whole show going to be about like, like, you know, the way Dallas is their thing is charity. I was like, is their thing going to be the church? And like, I don't necessarily think that works for the housewives. So the second trailer, I felt like they moved away from that. And that made mm-hmm. me really. Also, we have the fact that Mary married her grandfather. Oh my god! So many questions! She married her fucking no. grandfather! So did she call it? No she's way. like, hey, Papa, you want to come to bed? I have no clue. And how did they court each other? Like, did they meet? Like, obviously, well, that when she was married to the grandmother, but like, did they have an affair? I have just so many layered questions. Suppose there's a, you can Google her story because her story is fascinating. But the long, the short end of it is, in order to get control of her family's company, and their, and the, the, their money and stuff, she was forced to marry her step grandfather. That grandmother who was put that forced her will is forced. Sick. Yeah. If she wanted to get control of her so, company, it's is, disgusting. Yeah. But she's still like, I don't. It's like there's so, it's that I'm very interested in. And one thing I, I mean, loved is having an empire of churches. Like, what a, what a bizarre. But what was something you love? The something I love. Sorry, not about that. Just the fact that this actually happened, and then we get to see it on TV, fall <laughs> fall out and play out. It, I think, and there's going to be friction between her and Jen Shaw, because yes, supposedly she's saying like she's disparaging her race and they're both african-american women which i find very interesting i will this is one thing i love about this this cast it is the most diverse housewives cast for a first season yeah it is i thought Jen is she african-american i don't know why I she's african-american she was... and egyptian i think jen oh, okay. and um mary is african-american the other four are white yeah. No, but, but still, I agree. It's great. 
diversity on the cast and to see like genuine friendships, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, between the cast. That's what they always say when he was first, the first season of Housewives, which is interesting, you can just cast random people. But season two onward, there has to be a genuine connection. Hmm. I agree. I actually, getting, I mean, my favorite, one of the reasons actually Jersey was my favorite of the franchise was because there was actually like family. Like the show started with Caroline and Jacqueline who were sister-in-law. You had Dina who was the actual sister of Caroline. Like it was so connected. And later we had Kathy Wakili and Melissa Gorga who were like, mm -hmm. you know, so I like when the connection has so much history that I almost feel left out of the fight because of yeah. like, wait, I want to do thing and I can't because I don't have 20 years with you. That's why I love on Shaw's when we have, you know, um, Reza and Mercedes fighting because obviously, as they say every chance they are interviewed, they were friends for 30 years. I mean, that's a long right. time. So for me, I feel like some of the strengths of the Bravo shows are the fact that they often cast like people with a very long history. You see mm -hmm. that in New York as well. So yeah. I'm I'm glad though that that's happened where you see like, at least from what I've read that there's a lot of like long history between these women. Yeah, it's it's nice to see. the the It's gonna be nice to see Salt Lake play out. I'm very excited for it. I thought it was going to be Real Housewives of Chicago because when they teased it last year they had an emoji of a girl with windy hair blowing so I thought windy hair windy city Chicago oh I like that I was I'm not gonna lie everyone was like upset then went that it was gonna be Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because it's like really but this it's I think it's gonna be interesting with actually the religion aspect because they're not all like no, um, Lisa Barlow is Jewish, but she is practicing the Mormon faith. And the two other white women are ex-Mormons. And it's a very interesting mix. And then, and then they said that um, Jen is actually, isn't she converting to, from, to be um, Muslim? Yes. Yeah, to Islam. So she like, I'm um, sorry, she's converting to be. Um, so it's very interesting the way. I the dynamics. Did it, yeah. I, I'm excited for the season, all of them, but I had heard, but maybe I'm wrong, that with Mary, they were, like, having to, I think that's her name, yeah, Mary, they were gonna have to, like, like, take out her grandmother, like, resume her from the grave or something, because of her death was suspicious. Did you guys read that? I read that that summer. I did, That's yeah. why I'm, like, so excited for Mary, because, like, what skeletons are in her closet? No, I know, and why did she come on the show? <laughs> Maybe your grandpa needed a new heart, didn't <laughs> Or a new hip. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I know so that interested in Mary. I want to know everything about her. Right. I, I'm, I'm invested. And they have a daughter together, too, an eight-year-old. I know. And they've been married for 20 years. Like, I'm, I'm so interested in her story. Like, I wish I just wanted well, to. I'm interested. Was there ever a point where she actually called him grandpa? Because I know it wasn't her actual, like, blood grandfather. Obviously, it was her right. grandfather. I want to know, like, was there a point where you had to switch to, like, from grandpa to, like, honey? And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. let's it's, walk through bit. <laughs> I want to see that. It's just, I want to be a fly on the wall of that house. I just want to. Oh, my God, me too. Yeah. And what's the age difference? 
I don't know. It has to be like air. I don't know, but it's also what they're going to have guest stars on the show. Um, so it's going to be, I think, Katie Maloney from Vanderpump. And Wait, it's going to be on like as a guest star. Because, you know, annoying Lauren from Utah is. Um, Lala. Yeah, Lala. I, I, ugh, Lala. She's. <laughs> she is from Utah and she knows some of the housewives, I think. They were at a party during um, when it was, what's the big, the Salt Lake City Film Fest or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, Sun Sundance? Sundance, yes. Yeah. Sundance, they were there at the time and they were filming for um, Salt Lake City Ho or, um, Housewives at the same time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I'm so they're going to be on the show, maybe. And Lala said she I might not be coming back, I heard. Oh, boo. So yeah, sad. Yeah, I'm fine with it as well. <laughs> she's like, she's the worst. She's cultural appropriating everything. I, I, Lauren from Utah is just... I like that you say Lauren from Utah. I shall say Yeah, because she is me. Lauren from Utah. So every time you've said that. <laughs> I really find her to be repulsive. And I was kind of, mm -hmm. I, I went from a place where I liked her to I really didn't like her to like, yeah. Ah. Like hating her, like her. I really love sweet little Bambi Raquel, and I just feel like, like Lauren from Utah, as you would say, is mm -hmm. a real dark, dark bully. Like, and yeah. no one seemed to ever say anything. But kind of looking at the cast, they're not such great people, generally speaking. No. That they would, but. I do feel like that cast needs a shakeup as well. And I think it would be great to know that some of the cast members, even the ones I can't stand like Katie, um, can kind of find a path elsewhere. Right. The, the problem I have with Vanderpump Rules is, especially with Lauren from Utah and Jacqueline Taylor. <laughs> I love it, Jacqueline Taylor. It's the fact that they use the death of their father to be okay to okay their bad behavior and like for me personally in my personal life i lost i've lost five family members in the last four years oh, I'm so sorry. and i don't go around saying fuck you fuck you like i'm not doing that you know i move on and i guess none of them were my parents but still it's like you gotta, you can't use that as an excuse. You're using it as an a, excuse. I agree. I think especially with Lala, like, you know, the way she got mad at, um, oh my God, why can't I, oh, oh my God. Raquel. I, no, not, Raquel. No, no, it wasn't Raquel. When she got mad at Audrey, Audrey, um, not Adriana, who, what's her name? Oh my God. Tom's girlfriend. Um, Ariana. 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 When she got mad, oh my God, I'm so sorry. When she got mad at Ariana, because Ariana basically told her, like, you can't be doing this. Like, you can't be, like, always, like, saying this stuff and doing awful things and expecting people to, like, you know, just because your father died that they're going to have, you know, some, like, like, going to think it's fine then for you to act this way. Because I, I, I felt like, you know, Lala acted in ways that I agree with you, like, even if the, the tragic thing of your losing your parent, no one can ever understand that. But right. Sax and her act in these ways that are really deplorable. And mm -hmm. Lala 
I don't think until the reunion, she did so many interviews at that time last year, like backing up awful things that she said and did and then like having actually no remorse about it and then at the reunion kind of was like oh yeah I shouldn't have done that I should have been nicer I should have been kinder bullshit yeah I agree I don't think she actually feels that way because she, she did podcasts interviews all this stuff basically saying she felt like her reactions to Raquel or even to Sheena were justified and I don't understand that at all I don't know like she, yeah go ahead Oh no, I was just I was just agreeing with everything Dina said. I, that's all. I I definitely <laughs> feel like Sheena has been the punching bag of production and the cast since the show started. Yet she was the person that like was the crossover person. And from what I've heard from Sheena, like on her podcast and different things, like she doesn't get paid as much. She doesn't get as much opportunity. Like they're really like you know quite shady with her as a mm -hmm. as a whole kind of place and yet she's still really appreciative of of the opportunity she's she's got like being on the show and the platform it gives her and mm -hmm. i feel like the other cast members are so obnoxiously arrogant you know like jacks i mean was a perfect example at the end of the season telling lisa that it was his show and lala <laughs> like you said like being super arrogant like i'm the big dog you know here and you're a little puppy I can you know eat and you know like even kind of the other cast members there's just so many examples of them sort of like being nasty and unappreciative and not accountable for their own behavior and literally kind of I mean Katie and Stassi this whole last season everything that they were mad at Kristen for they had done like there was no yeah. there's no standard of morality there's no sort of standard of behavior across them they all just want to hate and I, I do sometimes when I watch the show get really frustrated because I get I, like Stasi will be like oh you know Kristen did xyz and you know I'll be like screaming at the tv like you did that you did that like it's very frustrating sometimes it is I agree here's the thing though the good news is I don't think Vanderpump is getting renewed for another season Oh, you don't? I don't think so because they film. I understand because of the pandemic, everything is different. Like Summer House this year, they filmed for a month straight. They all quarantined together for a month. So I'm sure that's going to be an amazing, spectacular shit show that I will enjoy very much. But Vanderpump films in the summer and it is now October and there has been no news of a renewal announcement no spotting them filming nothing no you're right so, i think i just read an article that said that lala just might not be coming back and then they they did another article with one of the other cast members saying if she was um i why do i keep forgetting her name ariana if she was gonna do it well but like oh sorry no go ahead i i was just gonna say like sheena um I know it always happens around her birthday because her birthday's in May. And um, so it's mine. So I always remember that they they always film for her birthday. So it's got to be in May when they're filming. And she made some comment. I, I think it was on her own podcast, but it might have been on a different one. But um, where she basically was saying how like she's working on more of her own projects. I was I was just saying maybe that was her way of sort of hinting that, you know, because I know 
also Katie started her own podcast. So maybe they're actually sort of all trying to fade out as opposed to let themselves seem canceled. Yeah, well, well it's going to be. Oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> okay, it's going to be, I think it's going to be canceled because first of all, there's rumors that LVP is having financial issues. That's why she cl permanently closed Villa Blanca. That. That's why when the restrictions in California loosened, she didn't reopen Tom Tom and um, serve right away because she couldn't afford it. Oh. That that's the big rumor going around. Oh and my god! I know where you get your tea. Everything you know is like. <laughs> oh, I just I I want to I want to drink it up. Well, before because um I know you have to go soon, but um before we yes. Do you actually just ask, do you actually ever interact? Do any of the Housewives or Bravo people like ever reach out to you and get yeah. info? Um, I talk to, I talk to Sonia a lot. My queen, Lisa Rinna, I talk to her a lot. Um, Deandra Simmons, I, I love her. Um, Monique, I love. Bronwyn I've talked to from OC. Oh my god, you talked to Bronwyn? Do you know anything that's happening? Oh, maybe you can't tell. No, not not like that. No, just like chit like chit chat stuff, but she's all very nice. Oh um never had a bad interaction. I mean, I've been and I've been blocked by plenty of them too. But <laughs> oh my god, wait, wait, before we get into who you're blocked in, because I'm actually extremely interested in that. Okay. Um, I tell you I'm blocked by. But um who who did they reach out to you or did you reach out to them? Well, I would reach out to them, message them, and then they would respond back, and it becomes like it's like a conversation. Like, um, there's a bunch more I just can't think of any right now. Um, non Bravo, I've like talked to a little bit, very little bit Ariana from Pump, very very little bit of my DMs. Um, I tag her; she always comments on my photos. Like, it's interesting. I will say, out of the Housewives casts, the ones the franchise that is the most connected with the fan base is Dallas. They will respond to you if you tag them. Like I messaged Carrie from Dallas, both Carries. Oh, did it's, I send Carrie? Yeah, we did fashion oh, you have? week. Yeah, I met Which her. one, Carrie Britt oh, or Carrie Duber? Carrie Duber, I was Duber. with her and her Duber. husband in, in Paris on fashion week. Like we weren't together, but they were in the same group. And uh, she was so lovely actually, like what, so nice and just beautiful live. That's what I've heard too. She's supposed to be very nice and just a nice person. She's really nice. Her husband was like not the, the, the I mean, I didn't get to really talk with him, but was he approachable? He was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they were all out with Kris Jenner, so that was cool. I got to see. Like, well, that was the, you were with the Kris Jenner crew? Well, I wasn't with, they were all like, I think with them, I actually was with my client and I um with uh -huh. Saks Fifth Avenue in Paris and they were a part of the Saks Fifth Avenue, but a different group. Gotcha. Makes sense. <laughs> um, but you want, I've been blocked by a, many of a housewife. Oh, please. Yes, tell us who you've been blocked by. I want to know. Tamrat. <gasps> Icky. That that's like a pride point. I'm oh, sure. Vicky's uh -huh. not following me. Remember when, when after I like yeah. that by accident, when we, when Kelly was in her high point, Alana um, had like message where Kelly said Vicky should be fired. And I wasn't really looking at what, and I liked it. And Vicky stopped following me that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it had, they're very particular. Um, Ashley Darby. <gasps> Ashley Bob. Uh-huh. 
Because I, I did a meme about, you know how she had the bowl cut last season? Yeah. In her confessionals? I, there was mm-hmm. a picture of Halle Berry with sort of similar hair, but better. I said, this is what you order online versus when, you, when it arrives. That sort of thing. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't that bad. Then two days later, I made a really bad one that she would have blocked me for anyways. But um, well, I'm sure there's others that have blocked me. That um, Katie Ross blocked me, which is very crazy because around Passover last year, we're both Jewish. We were talking about how horrible part- matzah is. What? We're part of the Jew crew. <laughs> oh, Jew crew, hey. So we're, you know how horrible matzah is during Passover. Awful. Yeah. People we were talking Jewish about that, how terrible it is. And like, for, then the next day she blocks me. After the matzah? So there was no reason? Right. I'm like, what? That's, That's so bad. interesting. That's a mystery we have to solve. Right, because I sent myself a post she did on her, because that was on my personal Instagram, and I sent myself a post to my Bravo Instagram account, and it says post unavailable. Oh, um, Beverly blocked me from New Jersey. (gasps) Really? Uh Uh-huh. Bev, Mm -hmm. if you know who Bev is, you know. Of course I know who Bev is. But did something happen with dear Beverly, or... or, Oh, I can't... I, I was the first one to post the video of the caller saying, my question is for Beverly. Hi, Beverly. <laughs> and, and when Danielle flipped her, her off. Her face in that moment was one of the great, like, it's why I watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. It's so great. I mean, honestly, if my name was Beverly, I'd change it too. But like, Danielle Savi is always going to be Beverly to me. Right, Beverly. Beverly Merrill forever. I'm like more excited for you about Beverly than I am about Tim. Did Jack ever block you? I heard he blocks everyone. Who? Jack. Jack. Or Jack Lee. Oh, Brit. Oh, Brittany blocked me because they use the gay community as per a paycheck. A lot of, that's why I don't like a lot of stars of Vanderpump because I feel like they use the gay community for a paycheck. Like, the pastor they hired, they knew he was saying homophobic things. Yeah. And they still had him on the show. Or they still had him as their pastor. Until LVP said, a week before the wedding, no, you can't have him on my show. Yeah. It, 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 but LV, Vanderpump Rules is her show. Let's all call a spade a spade. It's her show. Yeah. Um, so, I made this tweet. I, Spliced together two videos. You know, one Tyra Banks said, kiss my fat ass. Yes. Years ago. Instead of that, I used gay from I'm Feel Pretty from West Side Story. So it was kiss my gay ass. And I tagged them both in it. 30 seconds after I tagged Bradney in it, she blocked me. (laughs) Um, Then Jax has, because I unfollowed Jax after that. Um, He muted me from like his like i can't tag him in anything he blocked me on twitter when he said he made he threw this himself he tweeted out something don't tweet me about not inviting my mom to my wedding he was trying to get sympathy for him not inviting his own mom to his wedding that was crazy right and so i made the tweet when i it was like an unimpressed face blocked me on twitter people are insane. That's obviously 
by Jax. Like, we'll know we've made it when Jax calls uh -huh. us. <laughs> My favorite, though, was when Lisa Rinna, the first time she messaged me, I, um, she did, you know, her dancing videos. She did one to prerogative, my prerogative from Bobby Brown. I'm like, okay, this is, a, I like this, but my favorite version was my prerogative by Britney Spears. Oh, I love so that. So I dubbed it over the fact and I tag, posted, tagged her in a video. She messaged me and I text my Bravo friends like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I say? What do I do? Oh my God. Like I had a full on panic attack because it was like Lisa Rinna, my, my favorite housewife of all time messaged me and I'm like, oh, what? How? I, I couldn't breathe. I was like, what? Oh my God, that must have been like that, a beautiful moment. That's literally like, that would have put me in a panic attack. I mm -hmm. love them all. I'm not even gonna lie. Even the ones I hate, I love them all so much. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I would have done. Then if COVID gave me anything, it's a real insight and reality into the fact that I love Bravo more than many humans <laughs> yes i agree bravo is just too good again it was such a pleasure getting to talk to you today i know everyone who's listening is going to be obsessed with you as much as we are can you please again just tell them where they can find you yes i, I am zach once again i am from bravo o o m g both on instagram and twitter you can follow me there, and it's three O's in the middle. People always get that confused. Um, but yes, follow me there. I love followers. And also, <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. I had such a great time today. We had the best oh. time. And it really, honestly, I cannot tell you how much you have just honestly probably made our year. Like, this has been <laughs> such a pleasure and a treat for us and a pure joy thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your insights and your tea and we can't of wait course. to see more of your time soon <laughs> yes yes we, i will be on after salt wait. lake gladly yes. we were so excited <laughs> me too well have a great rest of the day thank you again you too bye guys bye thank you so much for listening to today's podcast if you want to follow us across our platforms you can find us on instagram and tiktok at stylishly solomon solomon spelled with all o's s-o-l-o-m-o-n and also on our instagram you can find links in the bio to follow us on amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns if you like this podcast Please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. We always love to hear your feedback. We thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support.